An IRA member goes on the lam to find the paramour of a fallen British soldier. A young Navy lawyer takes on a history of unwritten military tradition. An out-of-his-element high school caretaker and a blind lieutenant colonel go to New York City. A surprise last will and testament throws ownership of an English manor into chaos. And a veteran gunslinger gets pulled out of retirement to procure a sex worker's revenge. This time on the Oscar should have gone to... 1992. And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to... Not yet, Jack. The Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to... The Oscar goes to... And the Oscar for the best picture of 1992 goes to... Hey. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi. We're back. We're back. Not too long. It hasn't been too long. This is only going to be like two weeks, you guys, and that's probably, that's what we're looking to do. Consistency so, is key. We're getting into like a rhythm. And yeah. And not from working out. Okay. No, 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 Natalie Foreman and Black Swan skinny. <laughs> shedding for my wedding. Yeah, shedding 100%. Yeah. yeah, you haven't seen the dress. It's it's very bony. Lots of bones. It's like a bone carcass. Mm-hmm. Like This movie watching is really cutting into my working out time. Yeah, it's too bad. I apologize. <laughs> it's a lot If at any point you want to stop doing this, um, I will f- be happy to find a new co-host. So it'll probably I'm be the sure best for everyone involved. Um, How's it going with you? How's pretty good. Doing pretty good. Working out for your wedding. Doing a lot of working out. Yeah, I did triceps today. Mm. So um, I'm just hoping. Lighting. I'm. I nope. Only do triceps. Just hoping to have real large triceps at the wedding. That's a hard <laughs> thing to get rid of. Super interested in the rest of my body. Well, nobody else is. Yeah. So. Nope. No. Um, listen, uh, we should we should circle back something from last episode before we start, and we can um, get into this slightly more later on. I saw Paddington. I saw Paddington too. Oh. And it is a delight. Craig, everybody out there listening, Craig texted me. And I know our guests will have stuff to say about Paddington too, because Paddington as well, because what can you not say about Paddington? And said something along the lines of like, oh, ignore me, the 34-year-old man sitting by himself in a screening of Paddington 2, just sobbing. Just sobbing. Just just smiling and so- smiling and then sobbing style, through. Snobbing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sobbing, sobbing. Yeah, I smiled way more than I did in Finding Neverland, but I sobbed just as much. I couldn't stop smiling. It's so... Also, Hugh Grant? Is he not amazing? You know he just won Best Supporting Actor for the London Drama Critics. For... Like, Circle, for Paddington, too. I mean... Because it came out last year. God bless! God bless! He deserves it. He is incredible. Yeah, so we're going to be looking forward to that in March of 2019. Hugh Grant, Best Supporting Actor, Paddington 2. I would vote for it. People people don't give, uh, you know, we can talk about this. We're going to talk about this more with our year, but I think people don't give kids' movies their uh, just rewards. And my husband's favorite movie this past year was Coco, which, I mean, I can't, people in glass houses because I have yet to see it. Coco's great, too. That's a kid's movie. I'm not going to see that movie. No, it's good. You should see it. Coco's also good. It's not, I mean... There's no bear in it. It's no Paddington, too. No. It's no... Mom-a-lot? Mom. No, he goes... Mom-a-lot. 
No, mm. Laid. Mama Does he say Laid? Brennan Gleason? Yeah. Mama great movie. Anyway, uh, we should. He's enjoy. great too, right? Oh, they're all great. Everybody's. A cavalcade of British stars. Ugh. Um, We should introduce our guest. Uh, She's sitting here with a glass of red wine, which Mm -hmm, we all mm -hmm. have tonight. I told Megan before that I considered uh, that maybe we should add something where, like, we make a make a cocktail based on the best picture winner. And I actually looked one up for Unforgiven, and it looked like a delicious whiskey sour with muddled strawberries. And I just didn't have the energy to go get the that shit that shit ingredients and. There is some bullet bourbon here, so we could just steal that. It is true. Kelly Ewing's with us. Writer, actress. KU, get into the mic, KU. Yeah, here I am. <laughs> We're so happy to have Kelly. I am very excited to be here. The nicest of all of our guests. This is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm probably going forward as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was a great year for movies, I have to say. It was. Uh, uh, wait, was it? Well, I'm thinking of a lot of the ones that were not nominated, okay, but yeah. but I'm very excited. I have a lot to say. Still just, to quote Rachel Lewis, I have a lot to I have say. I have a lot to say. Okay. Well, yeah. Baby, let's jump into it. Do you guys have a, a movie you'd prefer to start with? I'd like to add because... Oh, well, our, go ahead. Did you just fucking interrupt me? I did, and I will again. Oh, so we can we can cuss again. on no, this? That's, oh, yeah, you can oh, yeah, cuss. Oh, yeah, great. Well, I don't like to say cuss. I like to say swear. Swear. Oh, okay, yeah. well... Kelly is Curse. From, Kelly, y'all, Kelly is from the <laughs> South, so she says cuss. Mm-hmm. Ain't no cussing. There's cussing on this podcast. Great. I'm just going to cuss up a storm. Good. <laughs> um, no, I was going to say, because um, Kelly is so kind and generous, the mm-hmm. kindest and the generous. Guys. The people that we have. <laughs> sure. Calm yep. down. We're setting we're, we're it yeah, we're yeah. we're really high. I was going to say, maybe let's let her pick. Oh, great. Um, actually, but before we jump in, let's do what I always try and do and then oh, yeah. always forget. So, going back before you rewatch any of these movies, we're looking at the slate from 1992, mm-hmm. which is The Crying Game, mm-hmm. A Few Good Men, Scent of a Woman, Howard's End, and the winner was Unforgiven. So, before you rewatch any of these, just based on your history with the movies, Kelly, did you have a movie going in that you were like, that movie should have won Best Picture, or they got it right? Well, I thought they. If going in beforehand, I thought they might have gotten it right, but that I thought. Do you want me to say what I what I think it would be? Or just no, just it, just, oh just based on yeah. like thinking back. Already, right. Kelly is not understanding. This <laughs> so Kelly, gonna go we're gonna have, we're gonna have. So, yes. so I'm gonna go ahead and take that. Out. <laughs> Kelly, is it too late to stop? Wait, was I supposed to watch these movies? <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I go, looking back. This is okay. Let me just okay. You know what? I'm gonna piggyback on that. I'm gonna tell you. Don't say anything, Kelly. All right. This is what I'm gonna say. As we go further back, this is going to be an interesting episode because I think as we go further back, we are dealing with a new beast, and that beast is called nostalgia. Mm -hmm. Also, cable television. Uh, According to cable television, my favorite movie of all time maybe is A Few Good Men. (laughs) Yes. Let me tell you something. You come out of the shower, and you're just like in a towel, and your hair is in a towel, and you're like, I got to get ready for the day. And you put on the TV, and a few good men is on. I'm sitting my wet ass down. You're sitting yeah. on that wall. I'm sitting on. I will wall sit that shit. Sitting yeah, on the wall with a gun mm-hmm. pointed at that Porter. Cuba. 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 Cubans. Right. Guantanamo. Don't know if you've heard of it. <laughs> um, Never came into the picture again. No, yeah. No one's ever. Yeah. You don't really hear a lot about it in the news. No. Um, but I am, I'm watching the rest of that movie, at least until the rip out your eyes and puke into your dead skull. Yes. And you wonder how it's going to turn out, even though you know. Yeah. 
100%. That's that, what's amazing about that movie. That's an enduring, that is an, in, of, of all these movies, that is an enduring film. So for you, it's A Few Good Men. Because I don't want to, we'll get into Well, I didn't think movie. we were supposed to say. Well, no, this is just go, before, like, rewatching before. anything. Like, okay. just when you said, Craig, let's do 19, Craig Megan, let's do 1992. Yes. Kelly, I don't know why he does this. This is a dumb I think it's fun. Because okay. I would have said Unforgiven. I would have just looking at the movies, like trying to remember the right. ones I've seen. I would have been like, "Oh, they think I think they got it right." Uh, the nominees, they got it right. Yes, I think that I thought, "Oh, it could be Unforgiven," but oh God, a few good men. That is a really good movie, and I, so I wasn't sure right. between Great. those two. Cool. Ju- Can we let's talk let's about jump into a few good men. Okay. Yeah. Um, I could talk the entire podcast about a few good men. <laughs> that is how much I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Because I don't even know what to say. I just think that you can't handle the truth, right? Which is, right? I think which it is, is from the. If you haven't seen <laughs> Good Men or seen um, any retrospective of film ever, right. there's a line. Um, <laughs> I was driving yeah. here tonight, and I literally in my head a little voice goes, "Hey, Megan, tonight you're gonna interrupt somebody with a line." You can't handle the truth. Man, I did it already. Already. Like, what, like, like, no, like it's great. It's, I predict at least four more. I'm just so happy we've spent that moment now, and we don't have to worry about you interrupting us for the rest of the podcast. Mm, I won't do we'll it see. Again. You've only had a couple glasses of wine. I know. It could go, it could, it could go south from here. Yes. Um, I think that it is obviously very well written, but one thing I love about it is that it presents, and as much as it can, both sides. That when... Um, Kevin Pollack and Demi Moore have that conversation where, you know, why do you like them so much? Why do you, why do you hate them so much? I think their answers are valid. Like at first when he sure. gives the answer, you're yeah. like, well, he's right. And then she gives the answer and it's like, oh God, she's right. Yeah. And there is something to be said for following orders. And if you don't follow orders, like even as Jack Nicholson's speech about it, mm-hmm. it, it you know. People, people die. People, right. People die. And like you sit there and you judge what we do when we're the ones whose lives are in danger so that you can feel safe. Mm -hmm. It's like, whoa. I just think that's what I love about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wrote down still a great watch because you know what? It's still a great watch. It's just like (laughs) Megan was saying, like, it's a movie that, yeah, you can jump in at any time. Like, and be like, oh yeah, I'll watch 35 minutes of this. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's for, again, it's. So it's Aaron Sorkin, penned a uh, screenplay, who's my father's favorite. Ever since The Newsroom, he's been a real... like. But my parents the loved The Newsroom, too. Why? That's, the, that's what really got you? That's what brought you in? <laughs> I'm, I agree with you. They would always be like, you know The Newsroom's really oh great. Oh, God. I don't know. People of a certain age, maybe. Uh, but I would say that... And we'll, this, unlike a, a couple, unlike another movie, a couple other movies that we we're going to talk about, the speechifying in this feels correct. Yes. It doesn't feel, and that's a tough thing for an Aaron mm-hmm. Sorkin movie because a lot of times, like Aaron Sorkin stuff, I'm like, we get an Aaron Sorkin. Well, honestly, like even watching this now, like you know, twenty five years after we were introduced to Aaron Sorkin, there were even points in this movie that I was like, okay, Aaron Sorkin. But it, like, but it but still it's, works. It's, it's much better. Like, yes. like when I saw Molly's game, I was like, I can't believe you had the daughter reading The Crucible oh my God. just so you could quote The Crucible at the end of the movie. Aaron Sorkin, come that's on. Why, that's yeah. why he did that. I still enjoyed that, though. It's certainly more than The Newsroom. Yeah. yeah. But, 
Yeah, so they're definitely even in this, like looking back, I was like, there are some you points. You want that, me on that wall. Well, you need me on that. Not even that. that wall. It was like some stuff earlier on, I think, that like, like Demi Moore has like a big speech sort of early on that I was like, mm, I mean, yeah. there's a whole. Well, she's also. There's Demi. also some also stuff. Demi Moore. Well, it's not the best performance, it's also not the best character. There's definitely some stuff that is like, ugh, dumb woman lawyer. Yeah. Like, she can't do the things Tom Cruise can do that it's like... But I I guess I like that he had her, that there's a lot of things, especially when it was came out, she did a lot of things he didn't think to do. Yeah. Like Aunt sure. Jenny. And the fact she really, if it wasn't for her, I mean, she's sort of the Hermione... You know, if it wasn't for her, he wouldn't have figured that stuff out and kept going. She's the one yeah. who, oh, for sure. you know, who just, drives that. I just didn't like that that's how it's set up at the beginning of the movie. And then you see her, like, have her, like, big courtroom moment where yeah. she almost, like, blows the entire case. Because right. she, like, is, like, badgering the judge about something. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, I And that. I know the whole setup is supposed to be, like, he's the great trial lawyer and she's the great lawyer. Lawyer. Yeah. yeah. But because we see her being a really good lawyer early on and then like a bad lawyer late i guess that's why that was so yeah. weird for me can we talk ugh, about craig saying smart Bruce. things don't say craig's so stupid i said no i said ugh, craig saying smart things no come on. <laughs> don't give him that it's just Let i respect I, I respect women personally <laughs> but. we all hate you um here's my thing let's talk about how tom cruise is a movie star yeah. this is like He's Maybe the prototypical Tom Cruise role. And I was like, "Give me a spoon, cause I'm I'm eating it up." Slurp, slurp, slurp. I loved it. Yeah, I mean, I I thought he was great. I know the role wasn't written for him because it was a play before, right? But it could have been, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and it it doesn't. There doesn't feel like one false note or like, oh, a different actor could have like kind of made this work. It's it's like he's perfect They're for it. They're doing a live production of it on NBC. They're doing a few good men live, like they've been doing musicals. And what? I know that's not true. That's a, that's I think that's I a bad idea. Alec Baldwin is playing. Oh my god! Playing Mark now, and this is getting oh. worse and worse and worse. But I don't know who's pl- I don't know who you cast as. I mean, I think it's hard enough. Obviously, like trying Jessup. to do Jack Nicholson's role. Yeah. Or yeah. sorry, he's playing Jessup. Oh, so, oh okay. Um, but I don't know who you cast to do the Tom Cruise role either. That's not fully like. I remember years ago I was doing a show in New York and. The producer of that show was trying to get the rights to do a revival of A Few Good Men on Broadway, and he was looking for someone that had been in movies but wasn't a huge star that had stage chops. And it was before Bradley Cooper was, like, the biggest fucking star in the world. And I was like, Bradley Cooper. And he was like, I don't really know who that is. And I was like, it's Bradley Cooper is who you want to do this. He had just been in a play with Paul Rudd and Julia Roberts and stole the show. Anyway, I'm saying that it would have been a huge hit if people would just listen to me. This is a story about me. how you're right. <laughs> yes. This is the most boring story I've ever heard. I'm just saying Bradley Cooper All 10 years ago would have been a great yeah. have in that role. <laughs> I think that, uh, to me, A Few Good Men is almost like, uh, you know, Casablanca. You just, uh-huh. you can't redo it because, yeah. it, or, oh, it's a wonderful life because, it's so iconic. Yeah. Who's going to, who is going to be, even if at the time you could have found someone better or different, you want to see Jack Nicholson and yeah, Tom Cruise. I don't want to see, I mean, I certainly don't want to see Alec Baldwin, but I really don't want to see anybody do, I mean, those, I already quoted him like three times. Yeah. yeah so. And in particular, when it's a movie that the acting is what is the thing that's specifically like, um, you can't replace. Yeah. yeah. Like something like, really you know, like when they characters. redid Psycho, like as good as I think Psycho is, like the things when you think of Psycho, you don't 
first off think of Anthony Perkins' performance. Right. Like you think of like the visuals and stuff like that. So I can see how someone would be like, oh, I'm going to try and redo this movie. But like, how do you, you don't, you can't redo Jack Nicholson on the stand. No. God, that is the, that, that scene, that yeah, romantic that, scene is mm-hmm. so, ooh, gives me the chills just thinking about it. So good. Yeah. And no matter how many times I've seen it, I'm always like, oh God, I don't know if you should do this, Tom Cruise. (laughs) Yeah, Kevin Bacon. Right. Great cast. Yes, a very great cast. Great cast. Yeah, it's so the moment of the turn. Yeah, Yeah. Kiefer. Kiefer playing one of his many um, early '90s racist in a courtroom. He was also in a Time to Kill as a racist (laughs) in the courtroom. Okay, his racism in a Time to Kill was a little bit of a different. Well, yeah. I guess we should say. Bad man in yeah. a courtroom, villain, right? Tertiary villain in the yeah. courtroom. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I just think this movie is the tits. Right, and a lot Bring of back the yeah, it's mm-hmm. great. A lot of these movies, I, we'll talk about it more. But I ended up going in, going like, oh god, I don't want to watch this movie because mm-hmm. I, I, and then being really pleasantly surprised and sort of surprising myself about it. So then when we're talking about them, I'm a lot of it's going to be more about things that I found flaws with it. Sure. Like, here's why I get why it was nominated, but here's why I think it was flaws. I realize you just said some flaws, Craig, mm-hmm. but I don't see flaws for me and A Few Good Men. I agree with Kelly and not with Craig. <laughs> I agree with Kelly and not with Craig. Did everybody... Honestly, the, the only flaws I saw were, like, I felt like if this was written, probably if it was written now by Aaron Sorkin, it wouldn't make a difference because he's still... Sometimes does some rough stuff with his female characters um, <laughs> um, to take Megan's catchphrase. Um, but uh, the other, the only other thing that feels dated about this movie to me is the score. Is very like early '90s score. Like yeah. it's very like keyboardy like, and, and like, like and it, it's very in, it's intense. Like you notice it. Yeah. But it's mil- It's like a mil- It takes place in the world of. The oh no! It's not so like that, the like, trumpets and stuff. It's like there will just be like weird like very, like, clear, like, transition music. Yeah, like, It doesn't, like, blend in, I think, to the movie very yeah. much. It feels like a score in a movie as opposed to, like, a score that's part of a movie. That's true. Yeah. It's, I will say, we talk about, uh, hearkening back to earlier episodes, a lot of times we talk about, like, oh, movies that were made in the past that aren't historical movies mm-hmm. often feel more dated because they, I don't know, they are, whatever. It's, right. They're meant to take place in that time, then it's it's... Then the older you get, the older that movie's going to seem. This doesn't really seem like that to me. I don't know if it takes place... It's because it takes place, like, within a military... Again, like, a a military world or whatever. But I think that this is as fresh... This would be as... If it was released today, other than maybe some weird music cues, it's pretty as fresh today as it was then. So it's fresher than Sideways. Yes. Yes. And you're right. You don't... You're not like, this was an early 90s movie. Right. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel that way no um he's not a great softball as a softball coach myself <laughs> it didn't seem like he was a great softball right, coach i didn't think I he was like supportive ready to move on we all um, like a few good men everybody likes tom cruise yeah. what do you want to move on david to? miscavige loves tom cruise guys <laughs> is it miscavige or miscavige i believe it's miscavige oh i don't i don't know i just well, he's very creepy on it no i'll comment on it i think he is <laughs> I think he is so creepy. Oh, okay, fine. I'll stop talking. Why would you have that even go off in the middle of our guests? I'm just saying, like, um, (laughs) last time I talked to Shelly, 
And I double-checked with her. I think she said Miskovich. <laughs> okay. okay. She was, like, in a dungeon, so it was echoey. So okay. don't quote me on it. On to the next one. Um, well, let's let's go on to, like, the Shocker movie. Oh. Of oh. 1992. The movie that launched a thousand Billy Crystal jokes. Oh, God. The Crying Game. <laughs> I love that you know the Billy Crystal jokes. Who doesn't know <laughs> the Billy Crystal jokes? Game. Honestly, a child could be born in six years never know anything about The Crying Game, know a little bit about Billy Crystal, watch The Crying Game, and be like, oh, I bet Billy Crystal had some joke about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good. That's good. Uh, not bad. He's proud of it, too. He yeah. just looked down. He's excited. I was, I was yeah. looking at my notes. Of I, all I the movies, <laughs> this was the one that I had to really psych, yourself psych myself up to see because I had seen it. I could not remember anything about it except, of course, the big reveal. But I and but I remembered I did not like it. Hey guys, I just need to say one thing. I had never seen this movie before. I didn't know the reveal. And no, this is very interesting. So this is I'm I'm actually I'm actually really yeah, interested yeah, to see your and one of my notes was. <laughs> oh no! One of my notes was it's weird that no one's commenting. <laughs> On how masculine. <laughs> well, see, no, I think that's actually fascinating. I actually love hearing this. Watching yeah. it I literally goes, ooh, I literally wrote down like, she looks, she looks like yeah. this is a this is an odd casting yeah. choice well, for because like, the femme fatale. I'm really interested in that because for me, like, I had never, I had only seen this movie for the first time maybe a year and a half ago, and then I rewatched it. Uh, oh, that's this week. too soon to have to rewatch the crime. <laughs> <game. laughs> but, but here's the thing, like, like knowing. Knowing what the reveal is, yeah. like the whole time I was like, "How would he not know that this is, this is like a a male? Like, I mean, a very beautiful, a very beautiful trans, yes. very know, woman, yeah. but like very clearly masculine features." Yes, but I'm interested that you saw that because I I, I just kept wondering. I was like, if I didn't know this, right. like, what, would I have noticed? Which I also think helps why it was such a big. A movie of that time well, because I think a lot of people didn't know it was 1992. It was I would very. I have to guess this is the first sort of mainstream trans. Yes. My mom remembered it when I brought it up. I yeah. said, oh, I watched the crying yeah. game today. And she goes, oh gosh, that movie. <laughs> Which, so, yeah. but yeah. I. Right. Right. So, so when he, when it was revealed, were you like, oh, yeah. I, well, no, I wasn't like surprised. I was okay. like, yeah, obviously. I was surprised that he was surprised. Because they, oh, okay. they, they, like, Stephen Ray, get it together, yeah. baby. They panned down, and I was like, I was like, first of all, like, hello, nice date. <laughs> like straight up, like she had a nice date for yeah. sure. And then uh, when he was like so grossed out, I was like, calm down. Like, there's no way you didn't know that. And then it was like, oh no, he really yeah. did not know that. And see, I saw that scene, and it fr- and was like, what a horrible thing to not have been like, hey. Before we go any further, let me just check to make sure you know something. And even though, like, he's like, I thought you knew. I'm like, well, then how come when he went up his skirt, you pulled his hand away the first time? Yeah. And so, I mean, right. Like later on, they talked about it. Um, So I I don't think that that was like. The, that was just something that occurred to me that I was like, that's just kind of. I feel like that's something you should probably tell. Make sure the D. Thought it was great. Thought it was pretty. Um, the weird thing for this, me nice about... trimmed, you know? It's like a real nice, <laughs> neat package situation. Again, different tone of this podcast. <laughs> um, ladies, where my ladies at? 
singing. I know. I'm um, sorry. Yeah. That I apologize. We apologize to all of our listeners who have texted me about the first 10 minutes of the first episode being like, <laughs> I don't know if I can keep listening to this. Does she keep doing this? I have terrible news. I do have plans to sing later on. Very Great. specific. A okay. very specific song. Whatever. Continue. Um, Just prepare the weird thing about the crying game. Voice. The crying game feels like, like one movie for the first 40 yes. minutes. A different movie for the second 40 minutes, and yes. then a weird crossover movie at the end. Agreed. Oh my God. I yes. could not agree more. And the thing was, if I thought, so I liked it a lot more this time than the second time. And I think some of that was seeing how beautiful it was to have them fall in love. Yeah. I'm going to go back to what you said. My main issue was I just didn't believe it the way I believe some of the other love stories we'll talk about this. Right. Like, and I, and... Well, he Jay started is, by literally vomiting over her right. body, which is like well. To be tough fair, place to, to go be fair, he started by chasing her lover down until he gets run over by a tank. Right. Shit. I that was the I was kind of bored. I mean, I was pretty. I was bored. I was bored. Yeah. Up until I love Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. Although he was going. Let me. Uh, my note. In my note, I was like, he I know started this saying. movie at like a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you are very excited to do this accent, and it shows. I agreed. Let's all dial it down a lot. And then when he runs and he gets hit by that tank, that tank, I go, oh. And then he gets straight up run over. And I wrote down, he got run over good. He is really dead. I thought maybe yeah. he was going to survive that first hit. Yeah, and I guess I would have, I mean, whatever. I didn't write the movie. Spoiler alert. Is that I almost wish... Uh, Stephen Ray had had to kill him because I feel like he got like it actually negated some of the stuff later because of it where it was was so even though I get the whole point was like that's your nature you know the nature was that he was nice but it was like if you do this thing but anyway so the main thing was I was just like yeah I think I'm bored and I think a lot of it comes down to that Jay I certainly fine actor was not of the caliber that they needed to have the chemistry Sure. To, well, to she, believe it. Was it. Her, it his. I don't think he is trans. I think. No, he no, he is not. That's why I said. Gay, that's why I said he. Right. He doesn't yeah. act anymore. He's right. He really does because that this now, was but. his first. Yes. Um, his first role. Yeah, yeah. and I think he only did like I think he's like in Stargate, and that yeah. basically was it. Like, I did he a bit of it. Me too. And he well, because I wanted to to use his right pronoun, and he has actually like gotten into working out and tattoos because he didn't like looking so androgynous. And I also, we haven't come back to what Craig said. Think it's so interesting because it was so advanced at the time that he what Neil Jordan did by having a man play it, and how interesting it is now. That people would be mad that they didn't get a trans woman. Yeah, right. You know, which is you know, it's interesting to see how far we've come yeah. from there. Yeah, for you sure. Know? When yeah, because why not? Just I mean, I don't know how many. I mean, although I say I don't know how many they were around at the time, but th- this guy hadn't done any acting. It's like he they just kind of plucked him out of obscurity. Yeah. Oh, they definitely could have found someone. found some. Yeah. yeah, found someone. Um, Kelly, they talked about hurling. Did you catch that? I did. I literally was kind of like spe- like zoning out doing something else on my computer, and then all of a sudden I heard like, oh, Hurley. Uh. Kelly and I went to Ireland and, and uh, got super into hurling. <laughs> super into hurling. You guys are you guys are professional hurlers now, correct? We did. Well, yeah. My, that's why that's why Kelly's face is so fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. Yep, that's why. Uh, yeah, here's the thing. Even though I felt like 10 different Irish people explained it to me, uh, and, I still don't, and I so don't did know. Forrest Whitaker. 
yeah. I still couldn't tell you, is a stick involved? Is a ball involved? No, I don't is know. Any, is what's involved? I don't know. No, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Forrest Whitaker played cricket. Which yeah, is he a, was in a cricket. A man's sport? Which yeah. seems less manly than hurling, which, I, you're, Kelly, I don't know what it is, but it's something about... Oh, cricket is like a, it's like, usually, it's like Indian and Pakistani no, English. What, oh, okay. I, I didn't know I'm saying, but hurl, like, hurling seems more masculine is what I'm saying. Oh, God, yeah. Traditionally, in the sense that I think it is literally just hit people in the face with sticks. It's hmm. like a lacrosse or like a... Yeah, it was like a lacrosse, yeah. Remember there was that statue in, um... Oh, right. It was that shit town that I didn't like. <laughs> oh. Double. Well, the, Kill Kenny, but like Kill only Kenny. because you were tired and hadn't slept in I, 36 I, hours. Kill Kenny can suck Jay Richardson's. We want to apologize to all of our fans <laughs> and Kill Kenny um, in advance for Megan's. I thought it was a beautiful, yeah. Megan, lovely Me- medieval town. Yeah, Megan's uh, opinions do not represent the opinions of the podcast on mm. a whole. Um, we love everyone. I want somebody Kill Kenny. from Kill Kenny to come over here and bite me about it. <laughs> I think they would agree. It's a piece of shit town. Sorry, Kenny. Yeah, so Craig, what did you think of it? I just think it's weird that it's like three different movies, and I think that the the first movie is I like all the movies are fine too. Like none of the movies are very good. Yeah, it's three different ones. Um, I thought the very end of the movie is like strangely almost like comical. Like when it's the two of them when he's in prison and like they're like it's almost like they're Archie and Edith like yeah like arguing with each other. I was like. The IRA just, like, assassinated a parliamentarian and, like, two like two people you knew well were, like, shot to death in the streets. Like, and now you guys are like, I oh, don't don't call me whatever he always calls her. Yeah. Well, that's what I felt about the Jim Broadbent scenes oh, with, yeah. at the yeah. bars. I was like, oh. Well, first of all, like, some of it felt like a play, especially the first. Yeah. You, um, which I you like the dialogue, but... It was weird to see Jim Broadbent not 65. I know. <laughs> yeah. I, know. I feel like Jim Broadbent's been 65 for 20 years. <laughs> I agree with you. He's, yeah, aged, like his, a- he's slowing down. His yeah. aging is slowing down. Um, but yeah, the, those scenes were so weird. I was like, I feel like this is supposed to be a comedy, but in a weird way, it should be that all of the, these people are into it. Yes. Like you all know you're doing like this joking, flirting thing. And instead, everyone just played it really seriously, and I, I was, and I can't blame the director because the director's the writer, but it just was very weird to me. Yeah, yeah. I agree, and I love seeing Jim Broadbent pop up into stuff, and I, I just was like, and also there was, and also in in one of those scenes, she sang, the I hate it when they. I sing don't like that when they sing when, when the title of the movie. But you really hate it when they sing the title. I really hate <laughs> it when they sing the title. And also begs the question, what is the crying game? It's when, it's that thing when you're <laughs> an IRA guy <laughs> and you don't shoot the soldier you kidnapped in the back and then you find out that his girlfriend has a penis and you're... It's weird for you. That's it. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> that's, that's a great that's explanation. That's Thanks, Devon. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought I think the movie's just it's fine. I think it's probably was. Oh, I think it was extremely progressive for 1992. Yeah. Um, and that's probably the most positive thing I can say about it. <laughs> I w- Miranda Richardson's hot. She is. She great is. To see. She, yeah. Great to see Miranda Richardson doing her thing. Yeah. She was in another movie that I watched from 92. She had another... Ugh, as he looks at his handwritten notes. 
Guys, the crying game was just okay. Let's all agree on that. It's just okay. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was just okay. It's a, it's an it's example of of its time. I can see why it was nominated. Whereas where before I thought was going to, especially when I saw Miramax, I know we had, there's a whole section on Miramax. Oh, yes. When I saw Miramax come up, I was like, oh, this is going to be one of those that Harvey Weinstein bought. And it was so, it was a lot better than I was expecting. And I, especially for of its time, I was like, oh, I could see this was like, people went crazy over it because it was so unexpected and different and they wanted to reward that. Yeah, we should do a problematic hour. Real quick, Harvey Weinstein <laughs> produced the Crying Game and Howard's End. Is Miramax I Howard's think so, End or also? distributed it or something. Um, sure, Clint, let's get Clint, into Howard's End. Clint Eastwood talked to that chair at the RNC. Oh. <laughs> Tom Cruise has a troubling uh. relationship with Scientology. <laughs> I think everyone's hey, okay. Shelly's on the phone and she says, "Talk, stop talking shit." About okay, her sorry about that. <laughs> okay. Um, Let's, uh, can we move on? Oh, that's have fine. I'm fine with that. To say about? Yeah. Let's move on to maybe no, the only... No, let's talk about Howard's End, please. No, okay, let's go to that. Howard's End. I was just going to say, I don't think Son of a Woman has anything extremely problematic. <laughs> I think Kelly and I are going to be in a fight. <laughs> I think we are too. Okay, let's talk about Howard's End, which maybe we should let Kelly start because neither Megan and I had ever seen this movie before. Never. Well, I want to hear what your thoughts are. Okay. I had seen it before... No, I want to hear what you guys think. I think, I mean, I think I can guess. I, again, this is another one that surprised me when I watched it. And I watched it, uh, I started it at 11.45 at night. Yes. I need Craig to shut it for, <laughs> shut it down for a second. I need you to go ahead and shut it down. Sure. Uh, can I just say my very first line? Because then it'll allow me to kind of shut it down. Sure. So I watched Howard's End for the first time. And the first thing I wrote is not interested. <laughs> this is one of the movies that I had not seen along with uh, The Crying Game and... Um, Unforgiven? No, I'd seen mm-hmm. Unforgiven. And, um, I don't know, something else. There's only five. Okay, well, what else? Scent of a Woman? No, I'd seen bits and pieces of that. Um, okay, that so just the two. Okay. Oh, excuse me. I put this movie in first, above all other movies, because I was like, I'm gonna love this movie. Something that you should know about me, something that everybody that's friends with me knows, I live for period pieces that take place in England. Me too. Specifically ones that involve Emma motherfucking Thompson. Yes. Kelly Ewing, my dear friend. (laughs) What's one of my favorite movies of all time? Um, Pride and Prejudice? Yes. Sense and Sensibility? Yes. Far from the Matting Crowd? Yes. (laughs) (gasps) No, you and I are in agreement. Usually we're in agreement on this. Uh, Yeah. For all of these. Yeah. I love English movies. Love them. Love them. Love them. And and, and again, and I love Emma Thompson. I also really love Helena Bonham Carter. And I love her in period pieces that even aren't uh, Jane Austen or even doesn't take place in um, England. Wings of the Dove comes to mind. I hated this movie. <laughs> With such a passion and it was such a sh- it's it's the craziest thing to watch something and go, "Yeah, I pour myself a glass of white wine." I was like, "Here we go." And I got maybe 10 minutes in and I was like, "What the fuck is this shit?" <laughs> I yeah. hate it. I hate it so bad. Where is Umbrella? I'm just going to read you some of the thoughts that I had. I'm excited for these thoughts. I should love this movie. (laughs) How much time has passed? Question mark, question mark, question mark. 
I wish I was watching Sense and Sensibility. Yeah. What happened to Umbrella Dude? Oh, wait, he's back hours later. Emma Thompson <laughs> is too young to play this role. I'm done. And then I watched the rest of it on one and a half speed and then read the Wikipedia. What? Yep, that's how much I hated wow. it. Wow. Okay. Kelly? Um, so, yeah, well, on, so I had had a similar reaction the first time I watched it. I don't know how many years ago. I don't know, like five years ago for the first time where I, you know, Sense and Sensibility is so much of my favorite movie. One yeah. year for Christmas, I got it from seven different people. <laughs> <laughs> no, so so I love Sense and Sensibility and I, you know, I watch the Pride and Prejudice, the BBC every year. Oh, six I hours. Love, give six me, hours well spent. You know, 18th century England. I love all of that stuff and all the mannerisms. So... I, I like had Mansfield Park. Oh yeah, which is the least of yes, them. Yes, for sure. Um, when I I had I had a pretty similar reaction to you had the first time I saw it. I might have had to see it for something, and I was like, yes, I'm so excited. And then was like, what the hell am I watching? So I think I went into this with dread, where I was like, I cannot believe I'm gonna have to sit through two and a half hours of something I don't like and yet want to like. So I was delighted by it. I thought the acting, I mean, there are flaws in it because I think it's because it's based on a book. Oh my God. My, I think it should be a mini series. So hard. I know she did. I think it should be a mini series, but I thought Emma Thompson. It is going to be. Oh, you it is? Stars is redoing Howard's End as a Why? Series Why? This Why? Year. Why? Why? With There's Matthew no... McFadden. That's the only Okay. Oh, oh my God. Who was in an amazing. Who was in that Kieran Knight? Darcy. And he was such a fucking great Darcy. Here is my thing. Here's why you watch those that is you why you watch these Fart and Madden crowd, all like all the Jane Austens. There is a beautiful love story at the heart of it. What the thick <laughs> is the thickin' love story in Howard's motherfucking end? Is it with this house? Howard's end? I think it is. The 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 true love story in this fucking movie is between Vanessa goddamn Redgrave and her goddamn rich ass house. And that she dies it. 25 and she minutes dies into the movie. Minutes. As yeah. soon as she's gone, I'm like, and I'm done. I'm totally done. You didn't think anymore. she was amazing in it. She was amazing. Yeah, yeah I thought she was best, good, the, but the, the only... The first 25 minutes was the best part of the movie. And I think, actually, the movie does pop a little bit more when either Emma Thompson or Helena Bonham Carter are on screen. But uh, yeah. the, I agree with Megan completely. Like I didn't care <laughs> about this movie at all. I told Kelly... Um, I can't remember if I had watched the movie already, but I have this, I have a complicated relationship with Merchant Ivory films. Oh my God. That is a sentence that has never been uttered. (laughs) I have a complicated relationship with Merchant Ivory films. So like this movie. I have to ask you to go ahead and kill yourself. (laughs) This movie, A Room with a View, like stuff like that, like I just have not been interested in, but something like Remains of the Day, which is basically the same cast in these, like move forward a few years, I think is a brilliant film. And I know it's a different story, but, like, it is, like, you know, these, like, English dramas of manners and stuff like that of a certain period of time. But, yeah, Howard's End, I could not get into this movie at all. Like, you just described not... an English drama of manners is, like, that is, like, my sweet spot. And I literally, I hated this movie. I can't believe you like this movie. Well, I think, again, I was, I we knew that it was, I know, I know, I know. I, Knew that it wasn't a Jane Austen with like the comedy that I would normally that comes with it, or the love, or the like. Well, there is, or but, like the burning. But there is love. The yeah. love between Helena Bonham Carter and um, Bast or whatever no, his name is. She just was like, I, I totally don't think that she loved him at all. I think she just wanted no. She didn't no. And also he was gross and had a gross mustache 
And he just, and she just wanted to like fuck over like the rich class. She just was like a progressive. She's like that girl. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She's that girl who grew up like, who's like white, like. Oh no. Middle class and grew up and like, and like had a, a brief affair with like somebody from like the wrong side of the tracks. Not because she was super into them, but because she was like, mm, he has tattoos and he'll piss off my dad. That's what it is. Well, I disagree. I know I, I think some of that is there, but to me it was all about class and and I thought that was very interesting. I didn't know that until I read the back of the box. The back the back of the box told me that that it was all about Oh class. really? Well yeah. I didn't you a box. You watched a DVD? Yeah, I watched a DVD. Oh, so it was like nineteen ninety two. Okay. All right. Well good to know. You were like, I'm really gonna get into nineteen ninety two. But and like I'm gonna if it was about class, put on a choker. Then maybe the bad guys should have been I mean, maybe the rich people should have been worse. Like Anthony oh, Hopkins was that, like, I guess you can't stay well, here. Well you watched you, like, it turn around real quick. You watched it too fast because He's a real dick. I mean, that was actually one of my issues with it, that he was so unlikable that I was like, Emma Thompson should have said she was going to leave him sooner. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he was incredibly unlikable. I was like, I didn't see why she would want to marry him or that we should see Except that she has to. 800 times that she was an old maid, in which I was like, Emma Thompson looks good. Yeah, but if you're like yeah. 22, you're an old maid at that point. Right, I mean, Helena Bottom Carter said she was an old maid. I will say, Emma Thompson, I feel like, pretty much looks the same now as she did in 1992. Mm-hmm. She looks I amazing. Know what she's using on but her I just do you thought. Do think it's SkinCeuticals? <laughs> I'm sure it's SkinCeuticals. Plug to SkinCeuticals. And that is a plug for SkinCeuticals. SkinCeuticals is amazing. SkinCeuticals is listening. Kelly and I would like some free products. Yes, that would be oh, that would be great. Oh, SkinCeuticals. <laughs> <laughs> you know how, you know how we should come up with a jingle for SkinCeuticals. Like, yeah, you know, <laughs> you, you, this kind of sums up how little I cared about this movie. The only other thing I wrote down is, is Emma Thompson our best actress without an Academy Award for acting, only to realize she won best actress for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> She was, oh you could God. see what was going on in her head. Some of those scenes broke my heart when she's trying to battle between her sister and Anthony Hopkins. Listen, I get why you guys didn't like it because that was my first reaction to it. So I cannot sit there and be like, oh, you know what? You're going to love Howard's End, whereas I will push Sense and Sensibility on anyone. Sure. Um, Great film. So I get it, but I, I thought that it was, I understood why it was nominated for Best Picture, even though I don't think it would make the cut now. I'm gonna need a little more wine and continue with this discussion because I feel like I don't know my friend. <laughs> should we maybe uh, should we move on? I so was ready to move violence. on after my tirade. I also just love that, um, like the insults were like calling someone a noodle. I just like stuff like that. <laughs> no, you know what I mean. It's so silly in English. Because well, you're southern, it was a gentler time, and you come from a gentler. Just and he's like, "Don't call me a noodle." And she's like, "I'll call you a noodle okay. if I want." Oh. I should give a shout out. Uh, one of my best friends. We call each other noodle. My friend Jess, and she actually is one of the six people that listens to this podcast. Oh, hey, Jess. We said noodle shout so many times. Jess. Hi, noodle. Hey, will you Love. say hi, noodle, but in your southern accent, or say y'all? Hi. Y'all, y'all, hi, noodle. Ah! <laughs> Fantastic. I love it. Um, I've never known. You've never known true joy until you've been to in a southern state with Kelly Ewing, and she slips slips it in. It's little so, alcohol, it comes out. Comes you know, out, yeah. Megan, you missed a golden chance for a transition just now when you said you need more wine. Because while I was taking time to pour it, you could have said, it's flowing like mud around here. <laughs> and transitioned us, of course, into... Oh, I am sorry that I didn't say that. ...scent of a woman. Or, as I like to call it, Snitches get stitches. <laughs> <laughs> I am so interested to hear what you guys have to say about this movie. I want to go last. Okay. 
Um, I'll go first. Okay. Um, so this movie, I had seen it once in college, so it's been a year and a half, probably two years <laughs> since I last watched it. And you, you have um, such a good memory because you're so young. Yes. Yeah. Very young. And, um, why do you look so old? The movie is actually, I think, uh, better than I remembered it. Although the beginning of the movie, um, this movie, like, everyone says, like, this is the movie that ruined Al Pacino. Yeah. And they're not wrong. They're not wrong. Um, and particularly the, like, first 15 minutes he's on screen are rough. Yeah. Like, it's like he's sort of trying to find this, like, over-the-top character he's playing. And I think he does actually, by the end of the movie, find more of a balance in it. But, like, at the beginning, it's like, do you know there's other people acting with you? Like, what is... <laughs> I know you're blind, but you can still hear people that are around you. Um, well, he's not actually blind, so he could see. Yeah, you could see people. I know you're unfocusing your eyes. Um, so, yeah, that's that's a little uh, it's a little rough stuff. Ruth, Ruth Stoof at the beginning. Um, also, Chris O'Donnell's not good in this movie, I think. I think the role is not good. Um, I think it's, like, just not well written. Like, he says basically the exact same thing for... Two hours and thirty six minutes. Mm. Ooh, yeah, um, it's long. There's probably a good hour and forty five minute movie in here. Yeah. yeah, and it's not a bad movie, but there's probably a better hour and forty five minute movie in here than the two hour and thirty six minute movie that it is. Yeah, I just didn't think Chris O'Donnell was great, and like this was a movie that like literally every like Im- like important young actor in Hollywood auditioned for. I know there's so many stories about it, like him going against like all the people. Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, yeah. Brent Fraser, yeah. Cole Hauser. Oh, Cole Hauser. His career really left. Yeah. Um, but it's. I mean, I enjoyed it more than I kind of expected to. Going back in, knowing it was over two and a half hours long, I was sort of dreading it, having seen it before, um, and not, but not particularly remembering a lot of it. Um, yeah, it's fine. Pacino got his Oscar that he should have gotten, you know, 18 years beforehand. But he won the Oscar for this? Yeah, he did. Best Actor. Beat, this was his Oscar. Uh, Denzel Washington from Malcolm X. It, it brings up kind of a whole, um, like if, if Art Carney doesn't win the Oscar in 1974 and Pacino wins it for Godfather 2, then Denzel probably wins for Malcolm X in 92. Are you doing then, a butterfly effect situation? Yeah, mm-hmm. and then probably doesn't win for Training Day. Although Russell he Crowe could, probably just wins again for then, and that kind of ends it. But right, um, I like this movie more than I thought I was going to. I don't even know if I've seen it or if it was like you that I've seen snippets of it, but I hadn't liked the snippets. And um, like I'm not, I like long movies. I will only watch the extended versions of Lord of the Rings, but I... Oh, my God. You said that to me the other day. I said, save it for the bucket podcast. She just, nerd. She just buttoned her shirt up all the way to the top. And, <laughs> <laughs> and she's a virgin again. Yeah, Very like, yep, exactly. The, she, she was wearing a beanie, which I didn't even notice. Yeah. But, like, now, now like the thing's going around and yep, around. Exactly. Around yeah, so, um, so I did it, Megan. I said the line. Um, but I... Uh, it was too long, and I, so I liked it more than I thought I was going to. I actually got very moved when he talked, you know, he almost killed himself and he saved his life. But I was also very bored with the um, high school stuff. I just... Yeah. 
Except I, for Philip Seymour Hoffman. Who is amazing. And I do yeah. remember, I guess I must have seen it because I remember being like, oh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Um, or, or, or who is that guy? Like yeah. that, that guy's such an interesting actor that they picked and he seems so good. And it's also a great like see actors in like their first couple of roles. Yeah. But I just... So I liked it more than I thought I was going to, but... Um, and I actually liked Al Pacino in it more than I thought I was going to. Hoo-ah! By the way, we have two movies where that uh, hoo is a lot, in it a lot, um, that I actually looked it up because I was like, why do they say that? So, um, yeah, that's my, that's my thoughts. I just didn't... Especially because I think there's so many good movies in 1992. I'm like, I cannot believe that was the one of the best pictures. It is a weird movie that, like, now it does seem like... Pacino would still get nominated for an Academy Award and maybe even win, but it would be like a crazy heart or something like that where everyone's talking about like his performance, but the movie would never, ever get nominated, you know? Yeah, I don't know if people would be talking about his performance. Like, here's my th- here are my thoughts. I actually really liked it. I could have done without any Pacino. <laughs> <laughs> I was... Wait. Much more interested in the school part. Spoiler alert. I loved schools. And I know what you're going to say. The writer went to Exeter, which is where Megan went. I actually didn't know, but but Exeter did get a shout out. My high school did get a shout out in this. He said, this is when they went to the Thanksgiving at at uh, Bradley Whitford's house. And he goes, uh, right, Bradley? It was Bradley Whitford. Yeah. And he goes, oh, he's on the the JV football team. They just beat Exeter and Groton. Anyways. Yeah, your, your school's a loser. Yeah, listen, I... I Thank I liked... God Exeter finally got a shout-out somewhere. Okay, all right, calm down. Years and years of Exeter being ignored by I so thought, many people. I thought I'm attracted to young Philip Seymour Hoffman. I don't know what that says about me, but I thought that that stuff was interesting, and I, I honestly thought... I thought it was, I, I, I guess I agree with what you said, that there is a good movie there somewhere in an hour and 45 minutes. Pacino is, I kept thinking, how dare you? How dare you? How dare you take this time and chew the scenery like this? Like, I, to have one speechifying moment is one thing. Every fourth scene was him being like, hoo Set of a woman! Uh, pussy! <laughs> and I was like... Go fuck yourself, man, you gross old man. I I did not like him in this movie at all. Although I did think his line about Jack Daniels was very good, where he was like, John Daniels. You've known him as long as I have is John's. Oh, and that to me was like one of the most written lines. I know, maybe like that's there was why. Yeah, whereas like I like when he, like that his speech about women on the plane, you know, the famous speech, yeah. I like. Yeah. I like, like I like like that, but I but that one I mean I was like all right that writer has who's a very good writer or whatever he's been waiting to use that line for a long time yeah yeah, yeah. I get, I mean I I just could have dealt with like fifty to one hundred percent less but you know <laughs> here's my here's my one thing about this movie because I I because um, when I first started watching it like Kelly I was like I'm gonna hate this movie and then I was like well, I'm actually like kind of enjoying it. The end bit is so sh- I couldn't think of the word. The wor- I want to say shoehorns, but like I think it's a good it's, way to describe it. It's such bullshit. Listen, I went to a uh, a school like what is it called? Baird. Baird. Thank you. Uh, we do have a disciplinary, a joint faculty uh, and student disciplinary committee. However, like 
what the fuck is it's like a trial in front of yeah. the whole school and then the dad is there and then literally what's his, what's the name of the actor that plays the um you know Francis Cop no. James um not Francis Cop Oh Rebhorn yeah, James, James Rebhorn yeah. RIP James Rebhorn is like gonna expel uh him for saying nothing but do nothing to the three kids that clearly did it yeah. like you're so angry because it was your car like, that's the whole thing is you want retribution. And then why are you expo- expelling poor Chris O'Donnell? It was so convoluted and so, like, it, it was just so meant they were like, we got to find a way. Here's the thing. Pacino, he wants to do one more big giant speech. <laughs> I know he's done literally eight already, but we need just one more. We need one more. So how are we going to do this? And they were like, I've got a great idea. It's going to be a trial, but not really a trial. That is not a real thing. It's such a, It was such a crazy, stupid idea. It well, also seems like the whole point of the movie is like, oh, they've learned from each other. But what did Chris O'Donnell learn from Al Pacino? Like, he, he learned spent about pussy. He spent this week in the city. He ordered a beer. But the thing is, like, he already was not... He When we first meet him, he's not telling on these guys. And then he doesn't tell on these guys. Yeah. Like, he has not changed at all. No. Well, and... Like, all, the only yeah. thing that Pacino does does differently is not kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> which, which I which, could have gone for. No, Megan. I would have loved it. I just thought I, I... I did not go to a fancy private school like you did. Me neither. And I... No, and even I know that. Thank you, thank you for being my friend. Um, And even I know that that trial scene was ridiculous, and I thought that it was crazy. Like you said, that like so the people who clearly did it aren't going to be punished. Then, but then it's also crazy when they're like, you know what? After that guy's speech, yeah, we're going to reward the guy. Who doesn't say anything? Okay, fine. But we're gonna punish the guy, or like make him look like he did a bad thing because he said the right thing, like because he he told on his friends under a severe amount of pressure with his dad no, sitting right no, there. No, literally nothing. No, did you not understand? Nothing happens. To, that's the other thing too that 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 the disciplinary returns is nothing really happens. The three guys are like on probation, and then the other two guys like we're gonna reward. So they say to Philip Seymour Hoffman like. We're gonna reward nor condemn him. Yeah, and but he, to, but he like so looks bad. And the idea is that he's like he made the wrong choice. Is right. what the movie's saying. And I, and to me, I'm like he had a lot. Like he's a kid yeah, who had a, a lot of pressure. Yeah. Like I don't know what message you're trying to send. And but let me tell you know, right now, if this is if we're talking to 17 year old Megan, and <laughs> and Principal Ty Tingley comes to me and says, "Listen, actually, I didn't want to go to Harvard, but if he was like, I got a, I got a spot for you, whatever." This is hard for me because I got into my first choice school. Are you about to cry? No, I'm not. <laughs> Megan would have been like, "This is who dropped the paint on the car." But this Here are exactly. photos my of point them is, doing. I would have, I would have sung, I would have sung like a canary. canary. Well, and I also wouldn't have thought poorly 17. of him. I'm like, no, he's 17, and also these guys are assholes. Yeah, these. No. It's not like we saw them be nice. nice. To you. And also, we granted we get because it's James Rebhorn, and we've seen him be kind of a dick in movies, but in this movie. All we know is that the he trustees gave him a Jaguar. Like, maybe he does a really good job. Yeah. Why yeah. are you hating on the people for, yeah. like, you're... The, also, the like, people. all of you probably have Jags. Yeah. Right. It is the... That... It's not like you go to, like, the Dangerous Mind School and the principal has a Jaguar. Like, 
you go to like an exclusive private school and there's one yeah. poor kid there and his name is Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> yeah. It was, I thought like that part was weird. And you know, talking about like buttoning up my shirt and putting on my glasses and like my beanie for the thing of like, like I was a little bit like, oh God, I'm like not siding with these kids. No, not at all. Not <laughs> also at all. like what Other is than I also, love can we, can we talk yeah. about the shitty private school that they're like one kid they give a scholarship to is a white bread kid from <laughs> Oregon. Yeah. It's like, hey, we're at the whitest private school in the world. Mm-hmm. We have one scholarship. How about another white kid? <laughs> <laughs> It's 1992. Uh, America's right. only helping out white people at that point. Yeah, uh, true. Yeah. God, uh, white males in particular. It is weird to see all male school. Fun fact: I did not go to an all male school. Hey, Megan, what school did you go to? Wait, Megan, what school did you go to? Does it have a name? I don't like to mention it. You I already mentioned it. Oh. You already got called out. I already got. Just pick up any John Irving novel, and you can read all about mm-hmm. it. Um, speaking of white men, uh, let's move on to the Best Picture winner of 1992, Unforgiven. Are we there already? We are. We are, baby. We're there already. Wait. Oh, yeah. Okay, great. I loved it. Great. Anyway, so that's all for the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I had forgotten I had seen it. I, I think I told one of you that I hadn't, and then Maddie was like, uh... No, remember we watched it, and I was like, oh, he gave me the rundown. I don't I mean, it's an odd thing because, like, westerns is not a genre that I've seen a lot of. It's not a genre that I particularly care for. And I remember, I was like, oh, no, I love that movie. And then I rewatched it, and I was like, fuck, this movie is fucking great. And it's just... Again, it's, it feels like uh, weird to rehash this because we just talked about a Morgan Freeman <laughs> Eastwood joint, which is funny. Now we're doing 1992, which is 10 years. Did we do 2002 or was it 2004? We did 2004 oh, okay, last sorry. time. We, have also, we did 2002, the one before that. Anyway, um, but uh, I was like, man, they don't miss a beat, huh? This suits Clint Eastwood more, this style. This is a better mm-hmm. performance. Clint Eastwood performance. Still not a great, still, he's not a great actor, but no. this is better for him. But yes. I think this, the, the, yes, the stuff, but the style of this and the, and the, yeah, the setting suits him a lot, a lot better. Gene Hackman. Is amazing. Honestly, he's like amazing. Clint Eastwood, yeah. like this is a movie that Dumbledore. he would seem, he would seem great in if Richard Harris and Gene Hackman weren't also in this movie. Yeah. And then yeah. you're like, oh, I mean, it's a good Clint Eastwood role, but like, these so, are but, actual actors. And it, then this is Clint Eastwood. And by the way, can I just say like, Plus Morgan Freeman because he's also like the most incredible person, but he doesn't steal the scenes mm-hmm. in the way, which makes me like him even more because sure. he just is like a work. He just yeah. is good. Somebody was telling me this. Have you heard the story about Morgan Freeman? Some young director was telling some story about Morgan Freeman about how like he doesn't take direction anymore. So some some young director was trying to be like, oh, could you do like more like or like think of this or whatever? And he and I he said to them like. Just tell me faster or slower. <laughs> That's it. And I and I said, yeah, he has earned that right. He is Morgan Freeman. He's like 84 or something, right? Yeah. He also looks great. I mean, yeah. like comparing him in 1992 to, I'm now. Like, to now, I'm like, you, you look amazing. Mm-hmm. He's great. I, I enjoyed it the entire way through. I'd seen it in the past couple of years, and I would watch it again. Mm-hmm. I might as well have never have seen this movie 
Um, I've definitely seen it before. I remembered nothing about it. I think I said this to, I think I told you this, Kelly, that like in my head, I was like, okay, I'm going to go watch Unforgiven. It's about Clint Eastwood's family gets murdered by Gene Hackman. And then, <laughs> and then I watched it. I was like, no, none of that yeah. happens. Isn't it. that weird that I don't I was like, his, his wife died of like the flu or yeah. smallpox. I don't and, remember that yeah. either. And he's a terrible person. Like, like that's doing like one last thing, but he was a bad man mm-hmm. also. Um, yeah, it's a good movie. It wasn't as great as I uh, remembered in the different movie that <laughs> has never been made. Thought it was, and it wasn't, I guess, quite as great as I wanted it to be. Um, although there are great things about it. Um, but yeah, I liked it a lot. I, I love a Western. I'm a, I'm a Western fan. Not necessarily like, oh, it's got to be like... your favorite Western? Um, uh, um, I don't know. But I like all the... I went to Monument Valley. But like like the newer Westerns, like I always like. Like I like the 310 to Yuma remake. I loved. Like we saw that together. We did? Megan, yes, we did. Mm -hmm. Um... But like I even liked the Magnificent Magnificent Seven remake. Me too. Like, I did like. I that thought too. that was cool. Like No Country for Old Men. Like all these things. Like I just like I like westerns. So and I like you know Shane and um what's the one where he kicks the star at the end? He gives up the star. High noon. Oh yeah. Yeah. Those the ones searchers. Are, the searchers. They're what, all good. What was it about this that you didn't? It wasn't what you wanted it to be. Hey, Kelly, are hmm. you hosting this podcast? Yeah, all of a sudden. <laughs> all of a sudden, Someone's Kelly is coming in. Guys, Kelly, you and me taking over this podcast from this day forward, and Megan and I don't care. <laughs> um, I don't know. It just never fully grabbed me, I guess. the only You know the only scenes like that super grabbed me were, um, honestly, English Bob. Yeah. Like that whole segment like, yeah. I was really, really into. And then he's just gone, and he never comes back, and I was like... Oh. When Gene Hackman is beating him up, and... Yeah. Yeah, yeah the scenes between him and... Between English Bob on the train through like the stuff with him and Gene Hackman, like I loved all that stuff. That was all my favorite stuff in the movie. Yeah, um, and the whores were good. <laughs> they were good. Sorry. I th- I thought there was some. Well, really, only one. I think the kid is miscast. The kid is not good. Yeah, and but I loved the casting of all the whores and almost everyone else. Yeah. I thought I thought that was great. Uh, I'm a little bit like you. I had loved it the first time I'd seen it. And I still really, really liked it, but it was, I was, um, maybe at times was like, oh, founding some flaws, but maybe it's also because I had seen it before. Um, you know, cause I compare it now to like, I love 310 to Yuma, but I also appreciate that it was like, it brought Westerns back. Yeah. If it wasn't for Unforgiven, I'm not sure we'd have 310 for to sure. Yuma, yeah. which is pretty amazing. Or even Deadwood or, yeah. mm. you know, Godless, shout out to Godless. <laughs> <laughs> I could watch that. I, lo- I loved it. Yeah. I know you did. I, yeah. I want to get on board. I keep waiting. Yeah, I think, like, I th- yeah, I, I mean, that's the thing is, like, yeah, I see why it won Best Picture. Yeah. Yeah. There was nothing to hate about it. It's a, it's a, it's a solid movie. Um, anything else to say about Unforgiven? <laughs> I don't, I, I, uh... I think the kid is bad. It's interesting to think about, yes. like, like, 1992, like, who could have played that, like, who could they have gotten, like, that we'd all look back and be like, damn, that was like, it's crazy to see this person in that role. Like, oh, wow. Yeah, like but Johnny it's Depp, telling that, that Johnny person... Depp was so great, interested yeah. in that role. Or like someone that just was like a better actor, like that was like a hot, better actor then. Like, you know, like 
Not Bradley not. Cooper. I don't know. Bradley Cooper. <laughs> what was he doing? Yeah. What was he he would have been great. Sarah. What? <laughs> what about Chris O'Donnell? Yeah. You know, sure, so many people. Yeah. He was very busy. Yeah, he was very year. busy. I just, yeah, I agree. Like, it some, almost took me out of it. And I think that there was a, could have been so much more heart in that character. And I just didn't care that much. Whereas maybe the first time I saw it, I care. I just liked the story so much. I wasn't thinking about it, yeah. like acting or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I want to say more about it because I like really love that movie and it's so enjoyable. I just, uh, I, 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 we're coming to the, we're coming. Here's my thing. We're coming to the end to the judgment time, and I. I feel like I'm still up in the air. Well, I'm yeah. going to throw a curveball at you, too. Because this time, instead of saying just what should have won of the nominees, we're going to do it the way the Oscars do it. Oh, so, so with the Oscars now, everyone votes on all the awards. Like, you vote for whoever you think should be best actor. But when it comes to best picture, you rank them. Oh, yes. I almost prefer that. So a lot of people think like certain years, like when a lot of, when, you know, like Alejandro Enrichu won for The Revenant, people were surprised Revenant then didn't win Best Picture. And my feeling about it was, uh, Spotlight was my favorite movie that year and I was so happy it won. But my feeling was always that Spotlight was probably a lot of people's number ones and it was probably anyone that saw it, it wasn't later than like number four. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Revenant was people's number ones or it was people's number eight. Yeah. So yeah. maybe it had num- more number one votes, but it also had a lot further down. Further down. Yeah. Which is why Spotlight ended yeah. up winning. I kind of wish you would give us an assignment ahead of time. but well, um, I like to do it. Yeah. On the spot. In the moment. He likes to fuck up the podcast so, as much as Kelly. Possible. Is there a timer on this too, Craig? Or <laughs> Kelly, go ahead and rank the movies for me. Five to one. Five to one. Um, Scent of a Woman, five. Crying Game. No. Crying Game, five. Scent of a Woman, four. Um, Howard's and three. Ooh, this one's really tough because ooh, I'm going to say his, I'm going to say unforgiven and number one, um, a few good men. I almost said the firm a few, <laughs> a few good men. And number one, the rainmaker. <laughs> right. For the rainmaker. Um, yeah, just cause I think the unforgiven while as much as I loved it and I see why it won uh, and I, it's also a classic. I just don't see flaws in a few good men. Megan. This is hard. Well, the the last movie on my list is not hard, and that's Howard's Moment. <laughs> sure. Okay. I want to end Howard's. Uh, end. You are incorrect. Oh my god! I just I can't get into how much I hated that movie. Uh, Crying Game is uh, below that, and then Snitches Get Stitches, <laughs> aka Set of a Woman. This is really hard. And again, this goes back. This to is hard. This is very hard. Uh, again, I'm I'm just wondering about nostalgia. So much of it is like, what is a better movie? <gasps> oh, that was just for Unforgiven. That doesn't mean you don't have to do your ranking. But I know what you're saying because even I wondered that with a few good men, where I'm like, is it just because you just because you like it doesn't mean it's a good movie? I think it is. Yeah, I think it is too. I think it's a better movie. I think it. There's a reason why that's on television, and Unforgiven is not. So two. Well, probably the rape and stuff. One, a few good men. Well, there's not. But other than like, you could cut out some. You, there's yeah, like yeah. The Departed's on TV make, all the yeah, time. Yeah, like, on Unforgiven, and that would be, and that would be on TV, and it's like that. There's a reason why mm-hmm. this is is 
a big deal. Yeah, that's okay. I'm going with Megan's ranking. That's exactly my ranking also. Really? Which means we all said number one, A Few Good Good Men. (gasps) Of the nominees, Best Picture of 1992. But let's get into some of the other movies. Kelly. um, (laughs) Kelly, I know you I know you have feelings about several (laughs) different She is dancing. It is upsetting to (laughs) watch. Kelly, I know you have feelings about several different Unnominated movies from 1992, but did you have one or two in particular that you okay? Okay. Well, first of all, first of all, I think it was a great year for movies because when I saw the list, I was like, oh, these are you know all pretty good movies, even though I think I'm gonna hate one of them or whatever. And then I saw what was also nominated that year, and for all of the millions of listeners, some other things nominated that year were Reservoir Dogs. Not nominated, but came out that year. Reservoir Dogs, The Last of the Mohicans, um, Malcolm X. Now this shouldn't have been nominated, but I'm just going to throw it out there. House Sitter. It's a great, <laughs> it's a great Goldie Hawn, Steve Martin movie, and uh, you really should check it out. It's delightful. Uh, also that year, uh, Aladdin. Movie, a movie I rewatched. <gasps> Aladdin. Aladdin came out. Yeah, yep. which is what amazing. I was going to say also Goldie Hawn, Death Becomes Her. Oh, yeah. oh, the, oh, that's oh, another yeah, great that movie. movie. So good. Yeah. 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 Although Aladdin is very dated now. If you watch it, it's all just like. Although I think it was dated then. It's a lot of like Robert Williams making like Jimmy Stewart jokes, which mm-hmm. is like you take like it's very current. Yeah. That shit. Anyway, yeah. But yeah. So, but the movie. It was, it, well, it wasn't actually hard. Um, th- like, The Last of the Mohicans is, it's <laughs> like, <laughs> like one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> and I cannot believe that it was not nominated for Best Picture. <laughs> and I think it is so good. Kelly, before you get into it, can I just say one thing? So, remember I told you I was on the phone with my mom and I was like, oh yeah, we're going to have like, the crying game. And Debs was like, oh, that movie, oh, wow. <laughs> So, um, wow. So I said, and then Kelly's going to talk about last. I know she's going to want to talk about last, the Mohicans. And my mother goes, <laughs> yes. When that girl goes off at the end, the clip at the end, I caught my breath. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't breathe. Yeah. Literally. It's, it's so good. There's so many things I could say about this movie. <sighs> Okay. So number. <laughs> okay. Center myself. So think about his abs. Think about Daniel. Well, now I'm not going to be able to think. Um, so number one, I just think all that. I think it's all. I just love the history. I love some. I read somewhere someone called not it a Earth. lot of French Indian War movies. So. <laughs> and I'm telling you, there should be more. Um, it's a fascinating I, yeah. time. It's a it's a very interesting time. Magua is so good that I see him in things now and immediately hate him. <laughs> uh, kind of like Tony Goldwyn from Ghost. Yes. Like I see him in things and I'm just like I just don't like you. I'm sorry. sorry. And we, we good on him. And also, unlike the Crying Game, the love story is so beautiful and just I just love it. And. Um, so one thing about Last Mohicans, so when we um, talked about the year, I didn't think, I didn't, you know, know Last Mohicans was there. And then when I saw it, I was like, oh my God, because it's been in my life for certain things, you know, I lo- and I also love the music for Last of the Mohicans. Oh, I just like, one of my favorite soundtracks, that score. Yeah, it's so beautiful. I just love it so much. So when I was in college... My college roommate, 
four years ago, my college roommate um, said, uh, sorry, I'm talking so much, but so no, my college roommate, it was like, it was like, um, you know, oh, you know, trying to bond. And then we discovered that we, you know, it was like, oh, one of my favorite movies is Last of the Mohicans. And she's like, I love Last of the Mohicans. And I go, oh my God. And we're talking about how much we love it. And I said, and that part where, you know, the part at the end where, and she goes, no, 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 don't tell me. And I said, well, what do you mean? You said it's one of your favorite movies. She goes, oh, it is, but I haven't seen the whole thing. And I said, that doesn't make any sense. By the way, this is a true story. I said, that doesn't make any sense. And she said, I've, um, she goes, no, you know what the waterfall where he says, I will find you. Stay alive. Stay alive. I will find you. Yes. She said, it can't get any better than that. So there's no need to see any more of the movie. That woman is a psychopath. (laughs) That person is a psychopath. And so she's seen it many times. And that is a true story. And so my sister could like couldn't believe it. That's insane. And that anyway, insane. I recently saw my college roommate. She came out to LA and we had drinks and I told my sister about it. Because my sister would also be like threatened to tell her the end if like something was gonna happen. She was, well, tell her, tell Kathleen I'm gonna uh, you know, tell her the ending of the Last of the Mohicans if she doesn't like do this or or whatever to threaten her all the time. And I said, Oh, I had drinks with Kathleen Boyle and uh, and the first thing my sister said was, has she finally seen the end of The Last of the Mohicans? And, uh, yeah, so I did, forgot to ask, so that I don't know. That is incredible. You need to text her and ask her that right now because that's insanity. In, like, insane. To say one of your favorite movies is a movie that you have not seen all the way through, especially because there's so much more of oh a love God. story. There's a much bigger sacrifice of a love story that occurs after that. Are we talking about and Alice? No, yeah, well, I'm talking about, um, oh my God, the blonde haired guy who dies in a fire yeah. for his, the person who loves who does not reciprocate. Yeah. I mean, he that is. kind of a dick. I think he might redeem sort, himself. I feel like he was sort of a noodle. <laughs> <laughs> but in the pejorative sense, not how I yeah. generally use it. Um, so I don't know if you guys like can how tell. Anthony Hopkins. But you're, you you're a fan. I'm a fan of Last of the Mohicans, and they I will are, now allow other people to talk. They crazy chemistry. Here's my one question to you. I asked this to you specifically, Kelly. Do they bone? Because they yes. just they just rub faces a lot in the fort, and I'm like, are they boning or are they just rubbing faces? No, they so bone. I'm just, okay, they bone. Yeah. I just wanted to know that. I just wanted to double check. Right. Because I didn't pick that up. I don't know. Craig? Um, I'm going to upset you right now. <laughs> no, no, he no, doesn't no, like the movie. That. Wait, but do um, not. Do they I had know? never seen Last of the Mohicans before this week, and I don't get it. <laughs> I could. I was not interested in it. We need another. I need another yeah. host. I, need I think it's time for host. you to. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I'll I, be your I, new I host. I yeah. honestly, I apologize for this. For this way, You're I love married. Daniel Day Lewis. Do you not have a romantic? It's Michael Mann. I know, yes. I love Michael Mann. Oh but my God, Kelly. The moccasins they made were like the moccasins they made. The Fort William Henry I'm Fort sure is like Daniel Day Lewis probably made them himself. <laughs> he, but, he does uh, make shoes. He does. Kelly, um, remember when they're in the fort and she says, "What are you looking at?" And he says, "I'm looking at you." Yeah. I want to flip the table. <laughs> about that. I'm about I'm to start legit. making out with you. I know. I'm looking at your eyes and I'm like, let's do it. Let's go for it. Let's rub faces. Yeah. It's like. I don't understand. I mean. I don't know. It just didn't do it for me. Oh my God. It did it for me. Even like, did, did you think it was beautiful? How the, about like the, the scenery music and the music? She jumps off at the end too in her that face. That was good. And the music I when mean, they kiss. That was good. <laughs> she jumped the off a cliff. The music when they but... kiss. Da, 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 da. 
Yeah. yeah, that was an interesting moment when she jumped off. I, I, but yeah, I don't know. The movie just didn't grab me. Maybe also, if I watched it again, I'd love it. This yeah. time, just didn't grab me. Uh, watch it again with wasn't pants paid off. attention. Yeah. Like, let me get into it. <laughs> Use your access. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, Sorry, I, James Finnemore Cooper. I, 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 by the way, I read a Wikipedia about the, um, the movie. I mean, sorry, the, um, the book as compared to the movie. The book is very different, and I would advise you not to, uh, to, not to read uh, the book or the Wikipedia of the book. Apparently, Michael Mann said the book was pretty crappy, and <gasps> so that's why he totally based it off. He, it's like obviously based off the book, but, right. uh, but he, he, it's all changed. I'm just going to pretend I never heard that. I've never learned this information. <laughs> just think of it as just a movie. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, just think of Daniel Day-Lewis as, God, he's so good. You didn't yeah. I think him. Daniel day uh, yes, of course. No, I think Daniel Day-Lewis is bad at acting. Yes, of course. <laughs> he's amazing. He's also, continuing the trend of me renaming movies, the name of this movie is Daniel Day-Lewis Runs. <laughs> <laughs> and he's such a good runner. That's, that's so literally good. the cover of the DVD and the poster of the movie is yeah. running. So and then there's yeah. just like a yeah. lot and then he's like following her. But uh, like remember when he's trying to save her from being like <gasps> and she's like Cora like oh it's God. amazing. But also even take away the amazing love story and I'm someone who doesn't believe like most love stories in movies. So I think maybe that's why I love this one so much. But take away that like what the um armies and stuff had to do what it was like to live on the frontier yeah. like the reason in a way we have a second amendment is like all comes across in this movie and when they give the topical. um top very topical, very topical. when they Two give kids got shot in los angeles <laughs> at a middle school today oh second amendment all yeah. because of james fenimore cooper all because of james fenimore cooper Lewis. exactly um by the way, this uh, anyway. So I like when the they give the notes to the runners and they have to run and like run through all the yeah. Uh, and what they do, shoot. And yeah. They shoot the what do you call that? A messenger. Messenger. Yeah, that was like I just think it's so amazing. Yeah. Oh, I, I guess I should. I think everyone gets that I like. It's this a movie. very. <laughs> it's also a very blood. Like it's a. It's a really violent movie. Also a reason to like it. I know. Me too. I love violence. <laughs> I love violence. I'm sort of kidding, but I guess not. Let's get to me now because I want to talk a little bit about violence. What do you want to talk about? Well, two things. Just the two the two movies that I rewatched. One, just I'll touch on briefly, which is Reservoir Dogs. I felt remiss if I didn't mention it because I am in the hole for Quentin Tarantino. I love him. Everything. I love every Quentin Tarantino movie. And uh, one time I saw him (gasps) at Petty Cash, and he was the one celebrity that I've been like tempted to approach and I didn't do it but he talked with his hands a lot and I was like I love I love Quentin um this is a great Wizard Dogs is great uh just he sings into a severed ear I don't know what else to say about that movie other than it's amazing and Steve Buscemi's amazing and I just I know it's very people complain about Tarantino movies because they're very talky but uh I rewatched all of his movies um at the very beginning of last year and I think it is a good movie. I think it's his worst movie, though. Yeah, I would Which agree. is, it should, which is it's, his fir- it's his first movie. It should be his yeah. worst movie, but I think it's his, which surprised me because I, I didn't think I was going to think that going in. Um, I, I would say, I think that's but, true too, uh, but that's literally like saying, uh, well, yeah, that's, I mean, yeah. that's like, what's Kate Winslet's worst movie? The reader. Oh, yeah, and the reader. The I, I came Oscar. to the late to Reservoir Dogs party. So like I saw it after I'd seen everything else. And so I 
kind of loved that it was his first movie. Like, it was a little... It's so good. Yeah, it was, and he didn't have the money to do, and that what he did with it was so amazing, and it was so fresh, and that he had the idea, or you know, that some and someone paid for it to have such a talky movie that also was so different. Do you you guys want to hear my Tim Roth impression? Oh, girl, I would love to hear it. Oh man, oh man, you shot me, please, man, you shot me. And the Oscar goes to Greg Jorkson. No, Thank you. We'll never. No, no, no. That's never going to happen. Okay. If it was going to happen, it's definitely not going to happen now. Because <laughs> he's already blown his load on that one. Yeah. Tim Roth impression. Uh, no, I, I was just, I just wanted to bring it up because I think uh, Tarantino is a visionary. However, that being said, wait for one moment. We are the members Get out of here. all your time playing this song <laughs> so you know so are you timing us no I'm just, yeah. I, just, I just set a clock so we can t- so we keep you know moving what? through the movies oh, no. so we don't talk about like for 45 you know minutes what? about one movie yeah. and <laughs> you know what wait because why <sighs> I just want to say I grappled with this. I really grappled. And I thought a lot about, we've talked already about nostalgia and about it being 1992 and us being young and re-watching a lot of these movies on television. A League of Their Own. I want to talk about A League of Their Own. It's a great movie. A League of Their Own is such a fucking good movie. And I think it doesn't get its, its due because it is a technically a comedy it's so good. It's so quotable. The cast is so amazing. I think performance-wise, it the it varies. Who's uh, Tank Girl? Lori Lori Petty. She, I think she's great. Yeah, sure. I think it's like peak performance from almost every single person in the movie, with the exception of Tom Hanks, just because he did bigger roles. Yes, but, but it's he, not that he's, he's not amazing in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's fantastic. He. The lines, the some of the one-liners are so good. It's I, maybe the movie I quote the most, the most in my everyday life. Literally, how many times has any have any of us said <laughs> there's no crying in baseball? Or piss on your red hat. Piss on your red hat. <laughs> I love this movie. How many times have we been trying to read something and said, Shirley Baker? <laughs> <laughs> or just gone. You're gonna lose. You're gonna lose. I, I just, I love it so much. I, I, I. This movie. When we I already said this with with a few good men. If that movie's on, I'm gonna sit down. 
if A League of Their Own is on, I'm going to pull out my personal copy and be like, you know what? I'm going to rewatch this shit from the beginning because <laughs> it is that good. And I have a controversial thing to say. Uh, have I finished saying everything I want to say? <laughs> Women shouldn't play sports. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so that's an interesting takeaway from that movie. Yeah, you yeah, love yeah. this movie yeah. so it much. I'm surprised that you're... Uh, at the end, I just want to put this to you. I don't, I feel like I'm not, I just, I'm like dying to know what your controversial thing is. Okay. Well, I said, I, I want to say what my controversial thing is because, but it's more about a plot, a plot point of the movie that Maddie was like, oh, you definitely have to bring this Are we talking about her dropping the ball? Yes. Drop the ball. Okay. Okay. As an older sister, Maddie said, this is very interesting. I have a younger sister. Yeah. Shout out to Lauren Murphy. She's Um, not listening to this. No, she does. Does she? Hi, Hi, Lauren. Thank you. Um, so she, so Maddie said, this is a very interesting take as, as an older sister. I was like, my whole life, I have lived my whole life thinking, Dottie dropped that ball. She dropped that ball because Kit wanted it more. Mm-hmm. And she knew that, and this was her time to step down and Kit's, Kit's to step forward. Maddie is vehemently opposed to that and was like, that would have been really shitty of Dottie. She wanted it too, her t- and she wanted it for her teammates. She dropped the ball. Thoughts on that go? My thought in rewatching the movie, which I did yesterday, because I knew you were going to talk about it. Ugh. And I love A League of Their Own, so this was like not a chore at all to rewatch this movie. In fact, um, maybe a year ago when the popular thing was post three characters that you that are you, one of my characters was Jimmy Duggan. Um, Jimmy Dugan. Okay. Um, <laughs> 487 home runs in 1936 or whatever, or in his career. Yeah. Um, so I rewatched the movie because this is, this is a big thing. People talk about this all the time. Did she drop the ball on purpose? I don't think it's shot in a way that it makes it look like she dropped the ball on purpose. I don't think she did. Because I think if that is what Penny Marshall wanted to kind of bring about... I think they could have shot it in a different way where even make made it more did she or didn't she? Yeah. Whereas the way it's shot in the movie, it just seems like she gets the ball knocked out of her hands because Kit runs into her really hard. So hard. Which is how hard Lauren Murphy would run into you. <laughs> One thousand Has run into me. One time she pushed me into my bed so hard it broke. You were the bed. Yeah. Mm, shit. <laughs> uh, Kelly, want to weigh in? Well, the, honestly, I don't really remember. The last time I saw it was oh, this summer God. at Synespia. But I think that... The last time you saw it was this summer at Synespia. And you don't remember that moment? Okay, my initial... Well, like, I feel... That's a, well, I wasn't going to say it, but yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, but I think that I... When you said it, I was like, no, no, no. She didn't do it on purpose. Because otherwise, the whole point was that... Because Dottie wanted it so much. She wouldn't have. She wanted it's like to go she wanted to Oregon or whatever with, with, with a Bill Bill Pullman. Yeah. And yeah. Babies. Bob. Bob. I just feel like they they're not subtle in that movie, so I feel like they would have made a bigger deal. I like to live. Yeah. I like to live with the idea. It's but by the way, that is also if Lauren is listening, that is super sweet that you would have done that for I her. Would have done it's, she really it's always been yeah. like a like sure. I I remember sure. that's always like a big talking point about the movie and I hadn't I remembered it as I was watching it and then I rewatched it and I was like I just feel like it's not shot that way, but you know teach their own in terms of the opinion of it. My point about this movie is it's great. The performances are incredible. Yep. John, uh, don't forget John Lovitz saying nope. oh. the way it works is <laughs> the train moves, not the station. <laughs> 
Don't forget about Marla Hooch. Don't forget what about a hitter. That. Yeah. What a hitter. What a league. But here's the thing. I, I, for a long time, I was like, maybe I just love this movie because it's about women being friends, or maybe I love it because I love a good sports movie, or maybe I love it because uh, Madonna makes jokes about her bosoms falling out, and then Rosie O'Donnell goes, do you think there's men in this country that haven't seen your bosoms? <laughs> but here's the thing. I think as far as... I've, I've made a lot of excuses for why it shouldn't have been nominated for Best Picture uh, a lot. Uh, but I think when it comes down to it, the criteria for Best Picture should be, like, how does this does this movie make you think on a grand mm-hmm. scale? And I think it does. And I think it has the historical perspective to do that, just like Last of the Mohicans has, like, is rooted in history. And does it make you uh, want to come back and watch it again and I could watch that movie every day like it is so it's such a delight and it's such a joy even the parts that are tough to watch like and Betty Spaghetti hearing her uh, husband has been has been killed yeah but that's also one of the things that makes it great yeah, yeah. it makes it balanced that it's not just like some comedy about dames playing baseball. Like, I, I, I teared up I made fun of it earlier but I legitimately teared up rewatching it when they come over and help Shirley Baker read her name. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. Oh I think God. I tear up a lot in that movie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, it's a really, it's it's beautiful, and it is, and again, in a, in a different time where, like, women movies about, like, women weren't sort of so much at the forefront, it's yeah. incredible. Yeah. I mean, the, the, whatever, five movies that we've talked about, other than maybe Howard's End, it's a lot of dudes. It's very nice to see yeah. even Even one of the movies... Even one of the women yeah. has a penis. Has a penis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. Too so, many dicks, yeah. guys. And and I do wonder, I mean, this is where you go in a different time. Were, were people just dismissive because it was a comedy? Penny Marshall right. directed it, and Madonna was in it, and Rosie O'Donnell, who had never acted before. And, like, it wasn't anything to be taken seriously. Um, you know, it was taken less seriously. But, I mean, it's also hard with five movies. But I sort of think in a different time it would have gotten more do I agree. maybe I mean there's still like a weird like comedy like you know every three or four years we'll get like one actor nominated right. we'll get like a Robert Downey Jr. or a Melissa McCarthy nominated right. for a comedy but or like Tiffany Haddish you know some people think she should have been nominated this right. year she's sure. fantastic yeah. yeah I want to amend my uh uh adem- wait what's the word amend amend thank you I've had two glasses I want to amend my comment about Lori Petty earlier Lori Petty's great this is a weird thing to nitpick, but I, all of you league heads out there know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know at the very end when they're old and they're at the baseball hall of fame yeah. or whatever? And um, <laughs> Dottie and this is my one thing. Dottie and her sister, they go in for the hug. The face that that older woman, I don't think it is Lori Petty. It's old, not. No. It's, it's older actresses. They dub their voices. Yeah. Okay, that's, thank you for solving that mystery it, for me. I have spent... Almost a like yeah, it's a long time. Like it every time it took me out being like, but the but the especially because the dotty one does look it's, a lot like her, it and does. then she sounds like her, and it's has it's and, exact, yeah, it's exactly yeah. Gina Davis's voice. Okay, thank you for that. Anyway, the woman that plays older Lori Petty when they hug makes the craziest face. I can't wait to show it to you guys <laughs> after this. She goes like this with her eyes. She's like, she makes the craziest face. Anybody out there watched like? 
go back and watch it. It's it's crazy. Other than that moment, it's a perfect movie. Mic drop. So that just leaves me. And um, I'm going to talk about Malcolm X, which uh, needs to be talked about. Um, it's weird, kind of, I was weird rewatching Malcolm X. Give the which running is time before you. Three hours and 22 minutes. Um, particularly since our last episode, we talked about Ray and we talked about Cradle to Grave movies and how they usually don't work. And I think this movie totally works. Yeah. Had you um, seen it before? I had a few years ago. Um, Denzel Washington is incredible in this movie. He's um, luminous. Yeah. You cannot take your eyes off of him. Nope. Um, this movie as a cradle, basically a cradle grave biography. Um, I mean, they don't focus a lot on his childhood. There's a couple directorial like flourishes that Spike Lee <laughs> does that I don't think are really needed. Like there's a moment early on when his his it shows his mother like committed, and like it like cuts to the corner and he's like in his zoot suit like in the corner and then there's like the very end of the movie where the famous like I am Malcolm X like all the kids like and it's stuff that. It's not necessarily not powerful. I just don't know that it was needed for the movie. But, like, the actual narrative storytelling, I think, is really strong. Um, And Denzel Washington's incredible in it. And Angela Bassett is fantastic in it. It's just a... uh, It's a really... It's sort of like, if you're going to make, like, a cradle-to-grave biopic, it probably didn't need to be three hours and 20 minutes. But honestly, like, for me, this movie went by a lot faster than Scent of a Woman, and it's... 45 minutes longer than Son of a Woman mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It was a fa- It's a fascinating story. Like, it made me want to, like, go and, like, be like, who killed Malcolm X? Like, which I think I did two and a half years ago when I watched Malcolm X for the first time. I was like, yeah. wait, remind me again who killed Malcolm X? Oh, Louis Farrakhan maybe killed Malcolm X, but not him personally. Like, but um, I don't know. I just thought it was great. Um... I don't know. Have you seen Malcolm X? I saw it. I know. I feel bad. I saw it a long time ago. I knew you might be talking about this, but I was. (laughs) It's a lot. Twenty-two minutes. No, no. I think I already talked about. it. I'll see a good movie if it's long. Yeah. Um, But it was just uh, guys with a lot of homework. Mm -hmm. I think that's the problem with this podcast, and that's why we're going to stop doing it soon. No, um, no, no. It was it was great. I love seeing all these movies, but I was like, oh, there's no way I'm going to be able sure, to yeah. watch. I totally get that. Yeah. We if watched, we had one more week. I feel like we just have, I feel like in the past few weeks we've watched a lot of biopics and I have hated them all and from almost moment 1 I was like, "Oh, I'm in. I am 100%." And I had never seen it before. And I and you told me it's 3 and a half hours, which I didn't get to finish because I literally was coming here. Right. But I'm going to take it home and finish it. I want it back because yeah. I, I want to finish it. It's, I, I literally think, I, I really feel like Denzel Washington jumps off the screen. Mm-hmm. I know you take issue with some of Spike Lee. It's Spike Lee, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, with some of his flourishes, but I think that that was needed for something. I think for like, me, the only reason I take issue with it is because it's, it's so infrequent. I like, guess. He, he barely uses it. So that's why I was like, I almost wanted him to do it more and it'd be something like Jackie or something where it's a very directorial movie or for him to not do it at all. Because like, particularly until the end of the movie, he does like two things like in the first three hours and maybe, 10 minutes. And it was just weird. Maybe what I'm thinking me. of is it's not even, I, I just think it's maybe I, it's not 
flourishes that I'm thinking of. I'm just thinking it's well directed. There's sure. some great shots of yeah. like uh, some like just of the the four of them of of uh, Denzel and um, is it Spike his. Spike Lee yeah, plays like yeah, buddy, shorty, yeah. and then the and Sophia or whatever her name is, and the other girl, uh, Dre, not Dre DeMatteo, um, um, Debbie Mazar. Debbie Mazar. Um, there's just great. I, I just think everybody in it is really great, and there's great interest. Like even him in the zoot suit and the the whole segment. They didn't need to do that whole um, like a swing dance, but I loved every second of it. And it was such a, and then later on when he really becomes Malcolm X, right? it's wow. You well, that's not that's, look away from him. Yeah. Like, and shit. that's, that's the crazy thing about like, cause you would think like, if it's just like, you know, I'm making a statement and I want to show who Malcolm X is like, you wouldn't show his like younger days where he was just like going to, like, clubs and, like, sleeping with white women and stealing and going to prison. Like, you just want to show, like, the revolutionary Malcolm yeah. X. Um, but they it's show warts and all. Yeah. 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 And I and and worth noting that I had written earlier in my notes, uh, hot take, dudes weren't hot in... Ni- du- dudes weren't as hot in 1992. Because <laughs> other than Daniel Day-Lewis, I was like, this is a real... Dry spell for old Mega, <laughs> <laughs> and then Denzel Washington put on those glasses, and I was like, "What's up? You look yeah. good." Are you guys gonna do uh, other like actors and stuff? Because to me, this is one of the most like it's crazy, it's crazy that he didn't win best. It's crazy, especially yeah. that I mean, Pacino yeah. won. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, I, I mean that's just from that me remembering that from when I saw it the first but time. I remember being like, like "This is crazy." It's like what I mentioned earlier, like. Pacino should have won 18 years before when they gave the award to Art Carney, who was like this beloved figure in Hollywood that had never won an Academy Award before. And this is the same thing. Denzel Washington is this year. He's already got an Oscar for Glory for Best Supporting Actor when he come when he's when he's up for this, you know, like two years before or whatever. And he's this way younger actor. And Pacino's this journeyman who like has been like this huge star and he's never won. And you know. Is you see it happen all the time in the Oscars that your their best performance is like yeah. Paul Newman's great in The Color of Money. That's not Paul Newman's best performance, but that's what he's got an Oscar were for. Were people like, shocked at the time that he? Didn't I can't win. imagine people were probably shocked. Pacino, I know I didn't go back and look at a lot. I know he won the Golden Globe also, but I can't imagine they were shocked because the movie wasn't even nominated. Like, Why was the movie not? Were people surprised that the movie wasn't nominated? I have to think, but you know, the do the right thing. You know, Howard's End is nominated. Do the right thing was wasn't nominated, which like I think was a bigger deal a couple years before when that wasn't nominated. I do think um, Spike Lee gets more respect n- later. Yeah, yeah. You know, his stuff was kind of controversial. I mean, similar to Tarantino, where this stuff came out and a lot of people were kind of up in arms about it. The unfortunate thing is, the unfortunate thing is, yeah, Spike Lee has lost his fastball, where Tarantino has like continued to be really strong. That was gotten better, I would say. Yeah. Um, the other, um, the one other thing, um, I'll say about Malcolm X is, um, towards, towards the end of the movie, um, there's a man that says, get your hand out of my pocket. Um, not in the scene where, um, he eventually gets shot, but that, uh, brings me to a little segment I like to call, uh, hey, that guy's on the wire. It's Wendell I Pierce knew this was coming. coming in at the 
the buzzer. Nobody likes this bit. <laughs> to no. make sure we continue it. I almost said it, I thought I was going to have to change it. I know. Yeah. I thought I was going to have to change it no and use Franny it. Conroy. And, but oh, like, yeah. Six feet hey, under. that person's on six feet under and still use another <laughs> HBO show. But no, my boy Bunk Moreland came through. I legit mm-hmm. didn't make it to that point in the movie. And now I don't need to watch anymore because I get it. I get it. Bunk Have you finally this. seen the fifth season yet? No, I don't want to talk about it. Okay. I haven't right. seen the <laughs> Guys, I haven't seen the fifth season. Of The Wire. Um, so we probably should wrap this up. It's been a it's been a long one, but a good one, a Kelly. great one. It's Kelly's fault. Um, so Kelly, I feel like you had a lot more like intelligent insights than like I don't know, say like our friend Rachel. <laughs> well, Rachel really brought um, the funny and really talking about the D. She had a lot, and, to say. and who she was attracted to. Yeah, and it was as you said, it was a slightly dry year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Leave it to Kelly to pick uh, <laughs> the year where there is. A lot of pain, but not a lot of face. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, that's, you know me, a lot of pain, not a lot of face. That's <laughs> um, so, Kelly, out of all the movies we've talked about yeah. for 1992, if you could <laughs> give the Academy Award for Best Picture to any film. What would you do if I said, Malcolm X, you convinced me? <laughs> I'd be like, all right. So, I'm going to go ahead and say, can I do a tie? Can there be a, has there ever been a tie? No. No, but you can. There has been for, there, I guess there could technically maybe, I don't think there can be for Best Picture. There have been for like Best Actress, like Katherine Hepburn and Barbara Streisand tie. They tie. This is very hard for me, and I'm, my apologies to Michael Mann. Tell, say the two I'm, and then say the one that you want to watch again. Okay, so the one I think should win is still A Few Good Men. Uh, the one that I would want to watch again. Honestly, A Few Good Men and Last of the Mohicans are literally on, like, would-be desert island ones for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, like, so that and and many of the ones you named, also a league of their own. But I don't, I I think it's wonderful. I don't think it should win Best Picture. But if you choose it, I won't be, I won't hate you forever. <laughs> so, Kelly's had A Few Good Men. I'm going to go with Malcolm X. Which, which honestly, like, I knew that was the one I was going to rewatch because I think it's an important movie, but it surprised me how much I liked it on a second watch. Um, I'm going to go with Malcolm X with A Few Good Men as my runner-up. I hate this. This is very <laughs> hard for me. This is a tough year. It's a really tough year. Because, again, I feel a lot of it is, like, I feel like maybe this... I don't want nostalgia to cloud my judgment, but I also don't like the way that... Uh, comedies and women are treated treated in this industry yeah. and so to that end I would like to say there's no fucking reason why A League of Their Own a perfect movie should, and there's other what other sports movies have won Best Picture Craig and Chariots of Fire the is natural? technically considered a sports movie no oh didn't win right. I think that's uh, Boxing Movies Million Dollar Baby Million Dollar Baby there you go did Roxy, Rocky win Rocky there you go yeah. Raging Bull is nominated why did I ask why did I ask Dipshit? Yeah, well, Dipshit answered. I would have been, I just would have named. Usually movies. only boxing movies get nominated other than Chariots of Fire. I don't think. Oh, Million Dollar Baby. Yeah. Yeah. I just. I don't, you, oh, sorry. <laughs> I was like, you guys just had a podcast about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, to that, end, to that end, because I, I, it's a real toss up for me between uh, uh, Last of the Mohicans and um, A League of Their Own. And I got to say, A League of Their Own is the best picture of 1992. We all had different ones. That's not right. We all had different ones. Really? I'm going to say that based on everything we've talked about, if we just had to choose one... It would have to be. It's going to have to be A Few Good Men, because it won our thing out of the nominees. 
And I think it'd probably be like, what, three for you? Yeah, for sure. Um, and since, unfortunately, last night, Weekends is much further down my list. Um, <laughs> we are we going both, to strap you down. It's going to be a few good. It's strap gonna, you down for and the, rub Daniel Day yeah. For whoever's, yeah. whoever's doing the wiki page, it's going to end up being a few <laughs> um, Although we did all have separate ones, and I think that's great. Um, Kelly, we like to ask people, and I don't know if you've seen any yet, so I'll ask you this first and then I'll pivot. Have you seen any 2018 releases yet? Um, I have not seen you any seen 2018. Have you seen Paddington 2 yet? I have not seen Paddington 2, but, I, but it will. You listen to me in preparation. I have watched Paddington 1 in 2018. Oh, good. So okay. that would be my vote. What was your favorite was movie fantastic. of 2017? Lady Bird. Okay. Megan, your favorite movie so far of 2018? Definitely Paddington 2. Still. Mine is also Paddington 2. <laughs> so, so, so we, far. I want to see an uptick on the... Um, the the box office receipts because it's yeah well, when so you go you, to your local cinema make sure you tell them the Oscar should have gone to Sensio mm-hmm. um, we do get no kickback um, from that um, but also the joy of a job well done yeah we are friends with Hugh Bonneville <laughs> <laughs> you guys know people are tweeting about it though how good it is yeah it's like, amazing yeah yeah me I tweeted about it yeah, yeah well I even do Varney you're very similar to her yeah yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. Well, we'll One of us is friends with Oprah. Yeah. We'll. Uh, it's not me. It's not, it's not Megan. We'll wrap it up here. Um, thank you so much, Kelly. Do you have anything you want to plug? Um. No. <laughs> Just uh, this podcast, man. Oh, what a sweet thing to say. I mean, they're yeah. already listening to it, so maybe plug it in real life for us. But uh, oh, I'm gonna give a shout out to Starrett. Oh, shout yeah. out Starrett Barry. Yeah. Starrett Barry. Shout out. <laughs> He's on our cycle for survival team. He enjoys the podcast. Thank you, Starrett. Uh, I want to plug uh, myself, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, Murphy Megan on Instagram and Too Many Megans at Too Many Megans on Twitter. Also, uh, at this time, that's all I have to plug of my own. But I want to plug my husband's television, television, my husband's show on Snapchat called Geekly. If you just search Geekly on Snapchat, you can watch it. It's a pop culture show. It takes like four minutes for you to watch, and it's pretty enjoyable. Check out Geekly. That's Maddie Smith, our very first Our very first guest. guest. Um, and you can follow me everywhere at Craig Jorzak. And you can follow the podcast everywhere, uh, The Oscar Should at Twitter, and The Oscar Should Have Gone To at Instagram. And uh, we'll be back in a couple weeks with another year. And we don't know what year, and we don't know what guest, but we're, it'll be good. Hopefully. I promise. Yeah, Megan promises, and that means nothing. <laughs> Thank you. We'll talk to you guys soon. Goodbye. Thank you so much. Goodbye.